0: Why Does Rahu Give Good Results in Air Science? Rahu is your subtle desire. I met an old friend. He is a meditative man. But he also has a strong desire to become the owner of a BMW car. He has been a successful businessman but always hesitated to buy a BMW, a very expensive car. Now he has become old, but the desire still remains. And because he is a meditative man, he said to me, Aditya, I am buying a BMW because I don't want to take another birth just because this one intense desire was left unfulfilled. He bought a BMW car and then after one year he sold it. The wish was fulfilled. He was no more. Held back. He experienced freedom. He was a happy man. He had no regrets of selling the BMW because he just wanted to get rid of his desire. And now that it was fulfilled, now that he had realized its futility, he was able to let go of his desire. You will be able to give up on a desire only when you realize its futility. You see, This is a very deep subject, shallow readers may not understand it and my answer is not for shallow listeners, they will only condemn me, ridicule me, offend me, that is all they can do, that is all they have been doing, to them condemning, ridiculing, offending others is what gives them joy, makes them feel good and to me sharing the truth gives me joy both are desires the intentions differ while they like to hurt me harm me i like to heal love and rejoice in sharing with all of you because i am perfectly aware that though certain men and women may condemn me there are over thousands of followers out there who may read who may listen to this answer someday sometime someplace so you see what you like is what you have within. You will appreciate only that which you yourself value within. The seed of goodness is found in the soil of appreciation. And your desire is directly linked to your liking. If you like to hurt others, the quality of your desires is degrading. And a degraded desire only leads to a degraded life see how it all comes to desire and your question of exalted Rahu is also related to desires, the quality of desires. People ask what is the purpose of my life? There was a man and he was such a simple man, wherever he would go, he would simply love to help, help, a beautiful world, a miraculous world, the desire to help, is the greatest desire of all. Desires remain, but it is your consciousness that helps you to decide which desire is good for your growth and which one is harmful. The desire to kill someone, the desire to hurt someone, the desire to cleverly cast a black magic spell on someone is a direct path to hell. You will be surprised, in the morning people go to temples and on the same night, the same people commit unbelievable, terrible acts of sin. This is the reality of this human world. Don't go by the face, don't go by the words, don't go by the appearances, just observe. Observe closely and you will find what is what. An ignorant man goes on hurting others. That is what makes him happy, makes him feel good. A conscious man goes on helping others. That is what brings bliss to his heart, to his soul. Understand the difference, sever the difference. Our prime purpose in this life is to help others. And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. The subject of desires is very deep. The subject of Rahu is also very deep. They both complement each other because desire is Rahu. You have come to this human world because a desire was born within your being. Adam and Eve and the Apple The Bible mentions that Adam could not resist his desire to eat the apple. And that was the beginning of the human story. It is this desire that became the starting point of the human world in which you, I, we all are caught. The desires are like a serpent that engulfs us, blocks our consciousness and thereby brings many miseries to our life certain men seems to be more interested in pointing out what the scriptures the bible says they seem to more interested in correcting me by saying that you should say only that what the bible story says and this is the problem the problem is of the mind a story can have many dimensions and if the dimension that i am sharing is only adding more value helping you more motivating you more than what is the problem. But certain human beings are simply so shallow that like parrots they would go on repeating the stories of the Bible, of the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, without realizing the many dimensions and the much depth that these beautiful stories, incidents bring to our life. Such men will spend their whole life in correcting others, but will miss to correct themselves and when a time comes when such people ask why life is so miserable much has to be cut much has to be dropped only the very essential has to be saved the non-essential has to be completely destroyed understand desires are born based on your level of consciousness The level of consciousness you choose to tune into each moment of each day will determine the quality of your experience of the world. A conscious man, a man of awareness will always have a certain quality of desires. And this quality is reflected through the zodiac sign. Now let us see the qualities of signs in a broader perspective. Earth science desires are more physical by nature, water science desires are more emotional by nature, air science desires are more intellectual by nature. Rahu represents intellectualism and there is a reason for this, a very beautiful reason and the reason is your mind. The mind is intellectual, the heart is intelligent. The mind loves to debate that feeds its ego. The more the debate, the more the intellectualism, the more the mind is happy. The North Node or Rahu is of the mind. When your birth chart is inclined towards the North Node, you find intellectualism very interesting. When your birth chart is inclined towards the south node, that is Ketu, you find intellectualism a pain in the neck. The greatest pain is to come across an intellectual man. He goes on and on and on and he has all the knowledge of the world except the knowledge of the self. Whole life he spends in focusing on the outward The inward direction is always ignored and that is how such a man, such a woman struggles to find lasting happiness. Because as Bhagawan Sri Ramana Maharshi says, It is not wrong to seek happiness, what is wrong is to seek it on the outside when it is inside. But an intellectual man cannot understand this. A Rahuish man cannot realize this. The mind is not your intelligence. The mind can be intellectual, which is a very poor substitute for intelligence. Intellectuality is mechanical. It is born out of the mind and the mind is mechanical. The moment innocence disappears, the soul of intelligence is gone. It is a corpse. It is better to call it simply intellect. It can make you great intellectual, but it will not transform your life and it will not make you open to the mysteries of existence. Exalted Ketu is better than Exalted Rahu. And that is purely my own personal statement. Very few could truly relate to it. Only those who follow their heart can understand my statement. Rahu is the head, and the head cannot go beyond a certain limit. It can calculate, but it cannot go beyond the calculations. The heart can go. It is only the heart that can go beyond the calculations and that is why certain deeper aspects of this human life can be understood by the heart and not the head or the mind. Let it let me put it in this way. Exalted Ketu will help you to kill desires, while exalted Rahu will make you more desirous. When there are more desires, there is more willpower to run, to chase, to achieve, and that is why An exalted Rahu brings material success, but not necessarily happiness, bliss, and peace to the soul. Exalted Ketu is the exact opposite. It reminds me of the famous verse of Jesus. Jesus says, A man who tries to save much will only lose, and a man who is willing to lose will only save. That's Ketu. That's how the nature of Ketu is. Exalted Ketu brings a certain wisdom to the native. He is willing to sacrifice. He is willing to let go. He is least interested in taking any revenge. He simply leaves the matter in the hands of God. He has totally surrendered to the will of God. Only a Ketuish man or woman can truly relate and follow me. Rahu exiles in airy signs because it is a perfect setup for Rahu. And airy signs are intellectual by nature. Rahu is also intellectual by nature. They both belong to the head. These airy signs provide all the source for Rahu to empower its intellectualism. So basically you see many scientists, pandits, scholars having rahu in the airy signs and in contrast many great yogis saints, beautiful souls meditative souls have an exalted Ketu in watery signs Ketu is home in Scorpio Ketu is emotionally detached meditative in cancer and Ketu is exalted in Pisces, the twelfth sign, the sign of liberation, the sign of moksha, the sign that is close to my heart. If you ask me, then in reality I don't see anything special happening from an exalted Rahu. Yes, you may earn a few million dollars, a few luxury cars, a few prestigious awards, a few instances of fame, but that is all. Fame is foolish. It is pointless, meaningless. Even if the whole world knows you, how does it make you richer? How does it make your life more blissful? How does it help you to be more understanding, to be more aware? to be more alert, to be more alive. A few people may salute you, may say nice things about you which in turn goes on feeding your ego and then the same ego becomes much larger than life and then eventually you become a slave of your ego and this inflated ego finally goes on killing you every day, so much so that from inside you become a broken man the lights are on the cameras are on life is on and yet you feel at loss this is what an exalted Rahu does on one hand you get the key to fame and wealth and on the other hand you get a good beating on the matters of love peace bliss and family life moreover an exalted Rahu simply makes your life a good-looking plastic rose. Everything is there, everything looks perfect, just the essence of life is lost. The fragrance doesn't exist. So to me, the exaltation of Rahu is as good as the end of blissful life. But still, since the reality of this human world is that majority of people are behind material pleasures, more sex, more money, more power. And so in this context, Rahu gains importance of being exalted, else to a yogi, to a meditative man or a meditative woman, exalted Rahu means a great hurdle to spiritual growth. Exalted Rahu means your desires are at the peak and the greater the desires the greater are the miseries of life Think before you desire a thing there is every possibility that it will be fulfilled and then you will suffer So airy science, intellectuality, Rahu may bring on some good money some good luxuries and some good fame but in the end in your bedroom when you are alone you are not bubbling with joy but weeping in utter unhappiness misery and pain millions and millions of men or women who were madly desirous of love of that one partner later regret why the man you loved so much when that same man becomes your husband you are on cloud nine and then a time comes when the same husband becomes the greatest enemy of your happiness, your peace, your bliss. You see that is why the master says that there is every possibility that your desire will be fulfilled and then you will suffer. So desire is desire, good or bad, someday all desires have to be dropped, only then true happiness can flow within you. Only then there is every possibility to experience God. Somebody asked, but how to overcome desires? That's a good question. And the answer is found in Neem Karoli Baba's insightful quote, the Baba to whom a young man had come to meet all the way from the US and his name was Steve Jobs the founder of Apple. And Baba answers this question of how to overcome desires in the most beautiful way. Baba says if you want to see God kill desires. Desires are in the mind. When you have a desire for something don't act on it and it will go away. If you desire to drink this cup of tea don't and the desire for it will go away. Rahu casts ignorance. This ignorance leads to many desires. Many times when you are in the tight clutches of your mind, many desires, many temptations come to your mind. Sometimes you feel you should eat this or eat that. Sometimes you feel you should have some sex. Sometimes you feel you should go to some place. Sometimes you feel you should speak up. No matter what the other person may feel or get hurt, so you see, every minute there is a great flow of desires flowing through your mind. Temptations, desires, they all come to your mind. Do not fear, do not try to control them, instead overcome them by raising the level of your consciousness. Desire has not to be destroyed, it has to be purified. Desire has not to be dropped, it has to be transformed. Your very being is desire, to be against it is to be against yourself and to be against all. That's why I mentioned in the very beginning that desires remain. Rahu remains, but human beings are the only living beings who are blessed with the willpower, with the consciousness to raise the quality of desires. The greater the purity of the mind, the greater is the quality of desires. But you do the exact opposite. Instead of first purifying the mind, you directly repress the mind, the desires. And this is dangerous. It is like sitting on a time bomb, just a little moment, and the bomb of desires blasts giving birth to many scandals, miseries, and so on. Don't stop eating non-veg just because somebody is telling you. Don't stop having a good marital sexual life just because somebody is telling you. Let life flow in its normal course. Through this flow, if you understand the futility of eating non-veg food, if you understand and realize the futility of getting too much into sex, only then will you truly rise above the desires, only then will you be able to purify the mind. Take the decisions of your life through your own experiences with life. That is what an intelligent man does, that is what the heart does. The intelligent person depends on his own insight. He trusts his own being. He loves and respects himself. The intelligence is of the heart. A meditative man is a man of heart. He is less of logic and more of love. He is less of an intellectual and more of an intelligent being. I met a man and he said, i have stopped eating non veg from last 10 years but still in my dreams i always see some tasty non veg dishes as if they are inviting me but i say no i will not eat you now what a joke is this 10 years you are not eating non veg but every minute of those 10 years you have been dreaming of many non veg delicacies what good it has done to you what good are you doing to yourself? You must have not even slept with peace for so many years. This is how reparation does. Expression is life. Repression is suicide. I said to him, right now you go to the best restaurant in your city and order all the non veg dishes that you have been craving for all these 10 years. The next morning he calls me and says, Thank you. For the first time in my life, I have felt so peaceful, so blissful. I have had the best sleep of my life. Thank you so much. What is the point in repressing your desires? Instead, understand the futility of those desires. Now this man wasted his 10 long years by repressing his desire of eating non veg food. He had not repressed if he had not repressed, maybe by now, his consciousness would have helped him realize the futility of eating too much non veg food. So some progress would have happened, but now he is back to zero. Do not condemn anything. Instead, understand the futility of it. You cannot remain a virgin and go on condemning sex. For that, first you have to experience sex. So much so that a day comes in your life when you realize that what a fool you had been monkeying around, having so much of sex, enough, when you yourself say enough, that is the point of your real transformation. And not when you say stop or repress your desires. This enough comes only through your experiences. A man should not be afraid of any experiences. are the source that leads you towards maturity. Experience life in all possible ways. Good, bad, bitter, sweet, dark, light, summer, winter. Experience all the dualities. Don't be afraid of experience because the more experience you have, the more mature you become. Maturity has nothing to do with your age. It is the quality of experience that matures you and not just the years of experience. Exalted Rahu brings material gains, exalted Ketu brings spiritual growth. Let us all move away from Rahu, the ignorance that leads to many desires and let us all move towards Sri Ketu, the source towards yourself. The whole story of human life is between these two ends, Rahu and Ketu. Ignorance and consciousness, desires and desirelessness. If the fake gold, the gold that you consider to be real gold, shines so much, then imagine, just imagine how much the gold within you will shine how much the light within you can shine. But to realize the gold within you, all that is rubbish, all that is doing no good to yourself, has to be thrown out, so that you can come to the purest gold within you. The irony is that people are behind the gold that can be bought on the outside, whereas I am encouraging you all To focus on the gold that is within you. The gold that is within you is going to be with you. The gold that you have in your lockers can be stolen. But the gold that is within you cannot be stolen. Nobody can take it away from you. It is truly yours. You are already a masterpiece. You are already a light. You just have to come to the point of realization. And then there is a song to it, a dance. Drop the idea of becoming someone because you are already a masterpiece. You cannot be improved. You have only to come to it, to know it, to realize it. Spend some time in meditation. Spend some quality time with yourself. To each person who is listening to this answer, I tell you, You are a beautiful person. Focus on your heart. Follow your heart. Overcome the mind and reach towards the depth of your heart. Always remember one candle can light thousands of candles. Be that one candle. Meditate. And help each other to be more and more meditative. Yesterday somebody asked, How is Ketu in the 7th house? It's a good question. Before we understand what Ketu 7 is, Let us first understand the difference between a madman and an enlightened man. Unless you understand this, you cannot understand Ketu 7. You would miss, you would simply miss the whole beauty of it. Have you seen a madman? A madman looks at you, but his look is a totally empty look. A madman looks at your face, but you can see he is not looking at you. He just looks through you as if you are a glass thing, transparent. You are just in the way he is not looking at you, and you are transparent for him. He looks beyond you, through you. He looks without looking at you. The at is not present he simply looks now have you ever seen a yogi a real yogi a yogi also looks at you but his look is a totally empty look he looks beyond you as if your whole being is being scanned but this time it is a conscious look it is a look of awareness, it is an observation with consciousness. A madman has jumped beyond, a yogi has also jumped beyond. The only difference is the former has done it out of ignorance, the latter has done it Out of consciousness. The similarity is the courage to jump, and only that man can experience God who has the daring to jump. Now imagine when a madman is guided by the enlightened yogi. How easy it would be to transform a madman into the Buddha the enlightened being and that is what Meher Baba the greatest divine master did nobody has tried to see the great experiment that Meher Baba did. Baba travelled all over the country to catch hold of all kinds of madmen because they are just very close to God only one thing is needed Somebody is needed who can shake them back to their sanity. Then they can become great masters. Just a little sanity will be needed. Then their madness will have a method in it. The madman, if in the hands of enlightened people, can achieve enlightenment faster than your so-called sane people. In this century, one man revived it again. His name was Meher Baba. He went all over India seeking and searching for mad people. In all the mad houses, anywhere that he heard there was a madman, he would go. He traveled all over India his whole life searching for mad people. His disciples asked him, Why are you wasting your time with mad people when sane people are available to work upon and they want your time? Meher Baba said, You don't understand. To bring a sane person out of his sanity is very difficult. But to bring out a madman is very easy because in a way, he is already out but from the back door he has tasted something of the outside we have only to show him the right door and say please don't go out from the wrong door go from the right door being out is perfectly right but choose the right door and Meher Baba turned many mad people into enlightened people. It is a strange world. Here really great things are never rewarded. Nobody has bothered about Meher Baba. Nobody thought of giving a Nobel Prize to Meher Baba, who really did a miraculous job And he was the only man after centuries. Great people never expect any rewards. But it is always good to appreciate the great work done by them. So one has to understand that a Ketu 7th person is just like a madman. As far as relationship, marriage is concerned. Just a change from ignorance to consciousness and you see the same madman transforming into a great enlightened being that the world had ever known. You see, that is the whole beauty of Ketu 7. Just a shift from ignorance to consciousness and you see a madman who otherwise would jump into relationships marriages without thinking without putting his consciousness into action without being bothered of consequences is now suddenly transforming into an enlightened being who is no more interested in sex in relationships in marriage he has been there he has done that he has had so much of sexual relationships in the past life that as soon as someone as divine as maher baba comes to his life he is quick to drop everything and just start following him the master experiencing A total transformation inside-out. Peter the fisherman was such a man. For the first time he met Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to him, Look into my eyes, follow me, I will make you the fisher of men. And Peter the fisherman could sense something in this young man. His aura, his voice, his glow, and Peter dropped everything and started following Jesus. No questions were asked, no doubts were raised. Peter simply started following Jesus and this illiterate fisherman went on to become the greatest saint that the Christians had ever known. Peter the fisherman became St. Peter. Today, the city of St. Petersburg, which is Russia's second largest city, is named after this illiterate fisherman, Peter. Ketu-7 can either lead the native into many wrong relationships or marriages because he or she jumps out of ignorance and not consciousness Peter the fisherman jumps but not out of ignorance but out of consciousness his understanding is so deep he is such a beautiful man who listens to his heart that he simply jumps in the unknown but with consciousness and not ignorance Ketu 7 man or woman suffer in legalized relationship to which the human world calls marriage. However, as long as the relationship is not legalized, they remain happy as a couple or as lovers. Ketu 7 is submissive to their partner simply because they are not much bothered of the intentions of the other person, namely husband or lover. So, if other aspects are not good then such a person also becomes a victim in relationships or marriages. In contrast, a highly evolved soul simply drops the idea of marriage or even sexual relationships and heads towards the beyond. He simply accepts monkhood not by chance but by choice. And so you see many sadhus, sannyasis, or even great yogis with Ketu 7 position, provided other aspects also support their monkhood. One has to see, one has to examine whether the chart is inclined towards extrovert mind, that is Rahu, or introvert mind, that is Ketu. If the inclination is more towards Rahu, then Ketu 7 leads the individual to many miseries, and that is obvious. Whenever you follow Rahu, and Ketu make sure that your life becomes more miserable. Whenever you follow Rahu, Ketu make sure that your life becomes more miserable. In fact, the native does become miserable. So it depends on whether you are Rahuish or Ketuish. Sexual satisfaction is not derived in totality through Ketu-7 because Ketu at the very high moment of sexual union gives up and so the partner of Ketu-7 often is denied the sexual pleasure. Erection lasts for short time and so sex often becomes a fairy tale that is only imagined but never practiced in reality. If it is a woman, then interest in sex is less and so the husband is often denied sexual satisfaction. And so many times separation or extramarital affairs happen. So Ketu-7 creates many marriage problems for souls who are not much evolved. A Ketu-7 should never marry a Rahu-7 the honeymoon simply flops rahu wants more sex and ketu is not interested in having more sex so the combination of rahu 7 and ketu 7 is disastrous unless other aspects rush to help however ketu 7 is not the only deciding factor since the sub-lord or the lordship of Ketu 7 also are the most influencing energies. D9 chart and moreover the Chalita chart is also a great significance because before you come to final conclusion you have to see all the placements and all the charts. The only positive sign for Ketu 7 is when Ketu is in Pisces. Here Ketu feels relaxed, safe and secured. It is in its home sign and so here Ketu is a bit soft than otherwise. But the question is not what happens with Ketu 7. The real question is why Ketu is in the 7th house? Why Ketu 7? Understand the fact that existence wants K27 individual to pay back for the many sexual relationships he or she had in the past life. Now the existence is simply denying sexual happiness to the native. It is simply stating that you had enough in the past. Now pay attention to yourself. Focus on yourself growth but ignorant men don't get it and so they continue to stand in the queue of that window where the tickets have exhausted there is no ticket left and yet these ignorant beings stand in the queue even though the window is closed they keep standing expecting that someday the window will open and they would get the ticket to a happy satisfying sexual union or marriage. The conscious man simply is never found at the window stand. He is perfectly aware he is no more interested for any ticket. He is on his way to the greatest ticket of the universe, the ticket of meditation. The man who desires is an escapist. Now, it is a very strange thing that a man who meditates is thought to be an escapist. That is utter nonsense. Only the man who meditates is not an escapist. Everybody else is. Meditation means getting out of desire, getting out of thoughts, getting out of your mind. Meditation means... Relaxing in the moment, in the present. Meditation is the only thing in the world which is not escapist, although it is thought to be the most escapist thing. Ketu 7 is a blessing in disguise. But only for a man who meditates, only for a man who is living with consciousness, only for a man Who understands the true essence of what love is. Love should be like breathing. It should be just a quality in you. Wherever you are. With whomsoever you are. Or even if you are alone. Love goes on overflowing from you. It is not a question of being in love with someone. It is a question of being loved. Then Ketu 7 brings a totally new dimension to your life. Then K 27 7 is no more a problem but a source that leads you to many wonderful spiritual experiences. Then K27 is no more a weakness but the greatest strength that the man of this world had ever known. Only an evolved soul with Ketu 7 can truly understand the essence of love, and that makes this placement a placement of celebration celebration of the divine, of the unseen, of the beyond. Ketu is a let go, and meditation is also a let go. And Ketu 7 finds its easy To let go all those relationships or marriages and simply surrender to the existence. And it is only when you are able to live in total surrender to the existence to God that a beautiful life awaits you. The key is to let go. Don't try to force anything. Let life be a deep let go god opens millions of flowers every day without forcing their birds when you let go you create space for something better learn to let go for ketu seven the answer to all your miseries related to marriage Relationships, past relationship grudges is in just two words. Let go. Meditate.